Hello, hello everybody, and welcome to yet again what I believe is episode 64 of I Understood That Reference. It's me, it's Rob, it's films, it's games, it's gonna be the one thing we talk about today, but who cares, we'll get there soon. Rob, how are you, buddy? Hello! Hello. It's the big one. The day you've all been waiting for. Well, that's probably not the case, but at least the day Ross and I have been waiting for. <laughs> uh, we won't even be, we won't even better beat around the bush. It happened. Uncharted was released, and what also happened is I bought a ticket and I went to see it yesterday. Ross also has seen it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the games, and it's going to be just if I mean, like, if you don't have any interest in that franchise, then maybe this isn't the episode for you. But if you do have an interest in this in this franchise, my goodness me, you should be frothing at the mouth at the prospect of what we're going to cover. <laughs> we're going to cover today. Like literally before we recorded this, I was thinking in my head. I mean, this episode is going to attract nobody but people who've both played Uncharted and seen Uncharted. Which look, I don't even know how well it's doing. So who knows how big that audience is? But you know, I'm still it's big enough, right? I, I've got all, I've got some of the key stats, so we can talk through those as well. But yeah, there's it's there's some it's interesting. Yes, but 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 before, so I've lined this up. This is the one. So I exclusively today was like, I am not going to write any notes because I'm off the cuff about this because I have a few things to say. And obviously, Rob, you were you were like, you're this Uncharted is Rob's whole thing. Okay, Rob is a big Uncharted guy. So this is trust me on this. I'm here to learn and to listen what he has to say about this. I'm so intrigued. We haven't really told each other what no. we thought about it, so I'm so intrigued to hear what comes up. But we have done in the podcast the last while we have done a segment called charting uncharted <laughs> where we've kind of like you know updated on things on the film like tom holland saying he didn't do very good in the film as an actor like and then the first still came out and all that so i feel like we should call this episode in light of that we should call it uncharted charted yeah i have a subtitle i have a subtitle to that i'm i i honestly have that written here charting uncharted so it's charted uncharted and the subtitle is national treasure 3 a theft of a thief's end that's what i've written down (laughs) how dare you besmirch national treasure's name like that how dare you (laughs) oh there you go yeah i like yeah that's where we're at so, as you can imagine, we've the 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 anticipation, the build up for this m- movie has been significant to say the least. So, like we've been, <laughs> we've been, we were oh, watching Christ. it, watching it like a hawk. And every time we do an episode with a charted uncharted segment in it, Ross would deliver yet another crushing blow to me about the progress of this movie and how <laughs> and and how things are progressing. And, oh my goodness me. A highlight definitely has to be Tom Holland himself saying he's not happy with what he did in the movie. Jesus Christ. It's, uh, yeah, it's starting to uncover some secrets and stuff like that. But look, really, really quickly, before we get into it, uh, just Rob, how are you, buddy? How how you been, man? How are things? Uh, Not too bad. Surviving. I think I told you this in our preamble beforehand, but I'm off to Florida in a couple of weeks. So that's very exciting. I'm going full ham on Disney World. We're going all in. I'm an adult. I can afford it now. Uh, also, we were supposed to go. This is our fifth attempt trying to get over because of this bloody pandemic. <laughs> so this is this is the this is the one we're really we're really committed to it this time. We've actually booked everything now at this point. But do you know what the beauty of it is? I've realized now doing all this Disney World research that it's clearly a 
they clearly actually designed it for adults because it takes very little to keep kids amused but then there's all these like restaurants and bars and extreme coasters and experiences and things that are clearly obviously catering to adults to keep them happy while they're you know suffering while dragging kids around the place so i mean but i i don't have any kids so i don't have that problem so I, i'm investing all my money into like the the gonna do the lightning passes to like skip queues and everything we've we're staying like on site for it's four days of disney world as part of this trip it's gonna be off the chizarts so like in this scenario you are the kid you're dragging around so yeah that's yeah. absolutely fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i'm is, gonna drag myself around with galaxy's edge this star the star wars thing yeah yes it does yeah that's there so yeah. that, I mean, I'd probably skip that if I was you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's going to be. I don't think like I, you and I've said this before. We're not. Well, you're more of you have more far more allegiance to the Star Wars stuff than than I do. I like them as like popcorn movie experiences, but I feel like I'll go there thinking I know stuff about it, and then just be completely overshadowed by these incredibly intense star wars fans who like go to this disney world on the regular to like you know live out their fantasy their star wars sort of fantasy and go to the the cantina and fly a fly the millennium falcon and sort of footer about the place but it's supposed to be a pretty it, that's the one of the newest sections so it's supposed to have the coolest rides so i still kind of <laughs> i'm gonna have to go it's part of the experience you have to do it well look look if it's anything like the book of boba fett it will be a piece of absolute shit <laughs> So, um, yeah, I'm g- <laughs> and that is all we will ever say about that show on this podcast. Guys. Wow. Hot take. You want to, you want to, you, you, you want, you want to watch a show which has seven episodes and two of the episodes aren't about that show. It's like two episodes from a different TV show. Cause that's what it is. That's what it is. Don't let them fool you. Okay. Uh, there's a bit, there's a thing called consistency folks. Uh, we can we can still we can criticize things even if you like the overall franchise or whatever. It's it's yeah you got to be discerning. I'm all about being discerning on this podcast, but I always sound so cynical. I'm gonna really quickly say, look, I had COVID. I'm over COVID. I'm all better. Anybody out there who gets it, I hope you are all better too, and I hope you all recover from it and all that jazz. But let's <laughs> because I was talking about being discerning, and I want to set I want to set my my stall out because I usually come across super cynical on this podcast. <laughs> So before we go any further, we're going to talk about the movie first, Uncharted movie first. But I just want to get this, I just I have to get this out on top, okay? Uncharted 4, which I believe is called A Thief's End. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. I was playing, I'm still not finished it, I'm eight and a half hours into it. And I, I just, I ha- it, it's it's an unfathomably good game. It is, it is as close, now unless... The, the, the last, I don't know, however many hours are left are just going to be, I don't know, Nathan Drake, like, mooning the camera <laughs> and, like, waving his arse in my face for the next five and a half hours. I'll be like, even then, I'll still probably be like, it's amazing. But just, I, before we go anywhere else, and just in case I sound too cynical, it is an almost, an almost perfect gaming experience. Mm. It is just so polished and so varnished. And something, and this will come across this when we talk about the movie, but something you said to me so, so many moons ago, Rob, when you were talking about it, you, you used the word specifically, you used the word confident. You said it's such a confident game. And my God in heaven, it is such a confident game. Now let's talk about the Uncharted movie. <laughs> Rob, you're up. This is your, speaking of confident, Adam, but uh, this, is your, this is your wheelhouse, baby. You've been waiting for this one and I, am, I cannot wait to get your thoughts. So 
Go for it, my friend. Go for it. Okay, we'll start off. Thank you. Well done, by the way. I'll start off with the stats. So this movie has a bammy 47 on Metacritic. It has, I think, 25 <laughs> rot- twenty-five squelches on Rotten Tomatoes. Yet, astonishingly, over the weekend, it made a box office sort of haul of $139 million. Now, a couple of comments, of on, couple of comments on that. First of all, holy shit, that's a lot of money for that movie. Uh, considering it cost about $120 million. It has also yet to be released in China. And they love that kind of stuff. They gobble that up. Oh, yeah. According to Sony, this marks the start of a new franchise. Which, honestly, I read that headline today. And I nearly shat my pants. The <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe... I took a drink. I took a drink just as you said that. Just as you said that. <laughs> I, I think... You said you are talk about, if we're talking about the theme of confidence here, the irony is that Sony, despite the reviews and the general feedback, they are remarkably confident in this franchise. They might get away with this. In the annals of history of video game adaptions where they're trying to build franchises out of them, I am astonished that this one is the one that's likely to get a sequel. I think there's a few questions I have. That 139 million. What can we attribute that to? Is Tom Holland really a star now? Is he at is he at that kind of Tom Cruise? Is he not approaching, but is he starting to creep up on that Tom Cruise level star power or the Robert Downey Jr. kind of kind of draw where people will go see it if it's at, if Tom Holland is the lead or is you know maybe is is there? I think personally, he's benefiting and the movie's benefiting from a bit of Spider-Man uh, No Way Home fallout here where. He had, that was so successful and so good, people are just sort of by proxy taking a leap of faith at this one because he's also in it and because they so very recently enjoyed the last one. But that's the kind of... The, the, the lay of the land is, the movie's, despite everything around it, the movie is doing well for itself. It's making, it's making money. What are your thoughts there <laughs> on that performance to date? It's only, it's only been out a weekend, by the way. So like a lot, of, a lot of money still to be made for this thing. So so look, I I mean it's unsurprising that this made money. It 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 is all the kind of restrictions are live, lifting in places. We were kind of moving a little bit beyond COVID. On Spider Man No Way Home, really kind of set was was you know broke the box office basically, and has set in standard and set in motion kind of the return to the cinema of big blockbuster action movie. You know mm. and. Uncharted is it's you watch the trailer it, it just looks you know it looks like one of those you know, cool action looks like one of those cool <laughs> action adventure films you know and you're like ah yeah I mean uh, guys who played the game are probably like ah, I can you know bring the partner or whatever and they're okay with it and they'll watch it and people of all ages and kids and teenagers and adults can can go and have a swashbuckling good time you know it just it just looks like one of those films and I think I think also because of the Almost the genericness of the cast. Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Antonio Banderas. Mm. Sure, this is just going to be a middle-of-the-road popcorn watch. You know, no expectations to go in with. And that's fine. That's fine. Of course, it was going to do it was going to do really well. And like you said, hasn't released in China yet. So it's probably it probably got a lot more to make than that. Uh, it's The director of Venom directed this movie. Is, is, I'm correct in thinking yes, that, right? Yes, Ruben Flesher or whatever his name is. Um, which is there that's, you go. that's actually his name. I'm not making. I'm not making that up. Nice, Ruben Flesher. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> this is this movie. Here we go. This is a movie by committee cash grab. This is what this thing is. It's rushed. It's formulaic. It has that so annoying this glossy generic American filmmaking thing, where they just stuff 
filler with like this these generic landscape shots, cityscape things. Like non-gaming fans could be tricked into believing there's a movie in here. That is not the case. I I'm people in the cinema that I was in, people were laughing at the jokes in here and I was I felt like such a prick. I was just scoffing almost all the time. <laughs> I wasn't everything about it. Like this honestly, this is I said it at the top. The reason I said National Treasure 3 is because it honestly feels like a lazy National Treasure movie. And that is that's almost paying it a compliment. Like, but that's to put that in perspective, the first National Treasure movie actually is quite fun. <laughs> the second one is not good. <laughs> so the third one, if we continue that delineation, is tragic. I I could not <laughs> I didn't know there was a second one, so I could There you go, that's stuff. the whole point. <laughs> I, I could not <laughs> I could not fathom some of the decision making in this I've wrote I know it's furiously because I want to make sure I address a lot of this properly I've got we can talk about the story characters action I haven't just this other section because it's stuff I actually couldn't categorize I don't understand what it lends how it fits into the movie what the point of it is and we, we can have that can be a little fun section at the end but my god almighty right off the bat this is a film that was made to make money, which is just so disheartening. And, like, it, ironically, Sony did what they wanted it to achieve. They got what they wanted it to achieve. It, it's, it's made some money. But it is such a middle finger to fans of the actual series that this is born from. And you know what's even interesting? They, like, said, oh, this is a PlayStation Moody Studios production alongside about 25 other production logos for whatever reason. Took five minutes for the movie. You, you to start. got you got Astrobot, yeah. Astrobot in the start, the VR guy. You got Ratchet and Clank and God of War and all that, and Last of Us and everything. And, and Nathan Drake, interesting enough, who look at people who people might remark doesn't look anything like the guy in the movie that they're watching. <laughs> and and like I noticed, there's no Naughty Dog stamp on this. There's no like from based on the character. Like they said it at the end, but there's no Naughty Dog logo. So not even the studio themselves dares, like put their name behind it certainly not up top they got an acknowledgement in the end as creators of the of it but they didn't they clearly aren't involved here this is a case of they've skimmed the surface to get fragments of the games and have expected that to be sufficient to be an uncharted movie this film so 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 can i just can i just just because i just so just i want to be real clear here so you did not enjoy the film is what i'm getting no i didn't Yeah, that's the shocking. That is shocking to me, Rob. That is shocking. It is. It it's just so like the, I think there are the three key components. The trifecta that makes Uncharted so good and so finely tuned. By the time we get to the fourth one, is how it blends story, characters, and action. Now you tell me, does does it hit any one of those beats in this movie at all <laughs> at any point? Like, look, I, I so I, I, I text you about ten minutes into this film, and I, and I believe I just said uh, a series of expletives, and that's yes, that th- that feeling didn't leave me for the rest of the movie. I, I had a, a unlike you when you said people were laughing, there was there was not a sound in the screen that I was in. The only sound was was the occasional like ha that I did because I couldn't fathom what was mm. happening on the screen if you just just for the sake of, of a quick discussion i'm going to remove yeah. 
any even references to a video game or to a larger story of like, well, there's an actual franchise they're taking this story from. The, the yeah. first 15 minutes of the film is essentially just one character walking up to another one and saying, oh, what's this? That person talking for five minutes of exposition about what that thing is and then saying, all right, where, where do we get it? Oh, we get it over here. Well, what's this place? Then another five minutes of exposition about what that place is. Then they walk inside that place and say, oh, <laughs> that, that girl over there, who's that? Well, that girl is five minutes of exposition. And when the third one happened, I just let out the loudest laugh because I'm like, is this... <laughs> Is this what this film is going to be? It's like a point-and-click adventure on a, on the PC where you just yeah. click a thing and your character talks about what it is for a few minutes to you so you have an idea about what it is. I couldn't believe that the story was so basic. Lazy. It was lazy. That's what it was. It was but lazy. It was... They didn't bother. They didn't bother to try and at all recreate the magic of the games or the story or the fun. Isn't it a bitter irony that the source material is this frenetic, action-packed, dynamic, highly cinematic gaming franchise, but now we're comparing it to a static point-and-click adventure on a PC. <laughs> that, that, that is for a rad. Now, I was obviously going to come on and be skating about this film when I first saw it, okay? But of, of the irony of irony, just random coincidence of timings, I was at home at the weekend... And Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was This occurred on. to me. <laughs> and and every every piece of criticism I had just was just like like hammered like a nail into the wall because my 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 dad was just kept saying things about Indiana Jones like oh, just it just doesn't let up Ross. It's just from from one like perilous adventure situation and he well, like he didn't say it quite like this but he was like doesn't let up once onto the next thing and then onto the next thing and onto the next thing and, and it's, it's just as a constant pace that film and a constant trajectory and moving forward uncharted is the exact opposite of that it is the like the pacing is all over the place as in, so, so the video games, as as Rob will attest to, are like, you know, crazy. And like you said, they're adventure and they're action. There's guns and there's, you know, swashbuckling and stuff. The first half of this film, just nothing happens. <laughs> a- absolutely nothing happens of any note, of any interest. And then when, they, then when they imply that this is an action piece, it absolutely fails. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Like, why don't, why, like... Why don't we? Well, let's scale back for a sec here before we get too specific into the, the the sort of the action beats. Like the overall movie was clearly poorly put together. But like, what did you think of the characters off the top? Let's start with Drake. The the, the way I will describe my feelings towards Nathan Drake is that. The, 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 so at the very start of the film it, it's, he's a very younger Nathan Drake so spoilers everybody it's a shit film don't go see it there is a, there's, it, it does one of those film transitions where it starts off he's a bit younger and a focus on his face and then the movie transitions you know to, to show the passing of time to an older version of Nathan Drake but because of mm. Tom Holland he looks younger as Tom Holland than he did <laughs> as the young Nathan Drake and instantly <laughs> I'm like this is just terrible and that that set that set my expectations for for the rest of the film when I saw that happening. He's not he's not in any way like Nathan Drake. He's not kind of a bit goofy, a bit silly, a bit a bit aloof and, and and charming and witty. If anything, he's and I don't know if you found this as well, but he's really kind of smarmy and he's completely unlikable. The the, the first he's thing a, he does, 
as as old Nathan Drake is, he robs a person's uh, like to have a bracelet on. Bracelet. He comes across really weird to her, and he's kind of really smarmy git guy working in a New York bar. What? What was? What is this shit like? What is this <laughs> shit? Know. Like, so that's my and and that that's Nathan Drake. Like everybody. Instead of him being a certain way, everybody describes him as a certain way in the film. Oh, you're too good. You're too good for your own good. Yet he never really actually does anything to display that or to show that. I, I just thought yeah. they missed the mark entirely. How about you? What, what is your take of, on Of course. It? It was, well, what you've called out there is basically the characters are describing the video game Drake, but Tom Holland is playing a completely yes. different character. A hundred percent. That's a great way to put it. And I will say, I'll summarize it with this. Tom Holland spends the whole movie looking like he has a frog in his mouth. That's that's <laughs> the whole. F- that's he's got that weird resting face where he's puffing out his cheeks, trying to act serious, and he's got his arms crossed. He just he's taking himself too seriously as the character in the movie, and I found it really annoying. Also, yeah, why a bartender? Also, he's an alcoholic and a thief. Actually, he's so much of an alcoholic he'll drink five hundred year old booze because he's so desperate for a a hit of alcohol. Like it's the the character decisions they made with him are so weird. And I hate the idea, like, he's not a thief in the games. Like, he, like he, he's sort of, he acquires treasures that are, like, sitting in dirt for hundreds of years. You know, they, like, that's a bit, you know, there's definitely a bit of, there's some grey lines around his character's sort of, uh, I guess, integrity from a, like, <laughs> from an artifact standpoint, like, in the games. But, like, he doesn't rob, like, people, like, just innocent people. He's not a prick to innocent people. But that's who he is in in this movie. For some reason, like, how did they right off the bat miss the mark with the with the lead character? Like, how hard was it just not to instead of having him in, like he's got these he's like this slick he's just like oh hey uh, yeah I'm in a bar let me let me make a drink also I'm a walking encyclopedia I just know the history of absolutely everything that's ever happened because just to make it perfectly clear that I'm going to be so well equipped to figure out any sort of historical riddle or anything I can I already know it anyway so by this by these little kind of moments at the start just just trust just just suspend disbelief and just assume that i know the answer to absolutely everything and just can figure things out instantly because that's that's how this works so so the thing the thing you have about what you're saying about Nate and Drake there is it, it it's it's and i have this kind of large criticism that i'm going to throw in now and then we'll go back to the characters but so 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 Nate and Drake in in because it's based on young Nate and Drake in Uncharted Three and Uncharted yeah. Three he he goes he robs Sully because he tries to get his key card or something like this to rob something, but what he's trying to rob belonged to his family and that's why he's robbing it. So he has you know so you understand his motivation. There's stakes, yeah. He's he's but, he's coming out of a sense of entitlement with that with yeah. that sort of. But by that pursuit. Th- but it's but it's okay because that's Uncharted Three. We've already had two games to warm to this character and to understand what he's like, and th- so the overall and the, the and what he's gone through to yeah exactly what he's gone through and and the big criticism I have here and it's something I said remember I said about Ghostbusters Afterlife that for some reason now we can't have characters in films unless they're like really kind of young unless we see their origins when they're young so. The Uncharted games, like an Indiana Jones film, start off and he's just a swashbuckling adventure and he's on an adventure. That's fine. For some reason, this film has to try have him be Nathan Drake, but also give him his origin story. But give him an origin story at an age that he should already be Nathan Drake, not that he should be yeah. getting his origin story, if that makes any sense. So instead I of totally swashbuckling from. Nathan Drake, we have... Nathan Drake, who's 25, 26, 
just being a thief in a New York bar, serving yeah. cocktails to people, and then he becomes. Well, I say he becomes this thing. He doesn't do any swashbuckling adventure in treasure hunting either. But then it like puts him on the path to that. But you can't do that if you're taking elements from the games and like oh, where he was a thief as a kid because he was rob- like you know he was young robbing stuff that meant stuff to his family. But you can't do that if he's going to be twenty eight or twenty seven. You you can't do you can't marry those two elements. So it's not Nathan Drake at all. It feels like this smarmy like just asshole who just goes around robbing people and I, I don't want and then he's told and then you're told you're a really good guy but he's not a really good guy i saw him rob a person at the start yeah. and also if it was purely for his own gain like he's working in a bar he's getting paid exactly. but he's also robbing people he's getting an income which makes him which only re- that means he's just doing it because he's a prick if he, yes if he doesn't 100% if he cuz it doesn't put him in a place of absolute desperation he's just doing it because he can and he wants the extra bit of cash. Like, it's so bad. And, and like, th- like to your point around, like, establish the, 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 the him when he's young. But, like, the whole character of him is that he is obsessed with his ancestry of Sir Francis Drake. And he's obsessed with yes. treasure hunting from a very young age. So the whole point is that when you see him from the first game, he's basically, I think he's, he's in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, but he's just always been doing that. He's always just been scrounging around, just got enough to get by to go on his next dive or his next treasure hunt or something like that. So it should have started with him elsewhere, and that's how he runs into Sully, or like he's an old friend that comes up from the, that he meets in the past. Him meeting Sully in his mid-20s, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just so random. <laughs> like, what the hell is that about? But it fundamentally just, alters the relationship those characters can ever have. Like, they can never be the Sully and Nate from the games now because they can't have enough time to forge the relationship that they had in the games. So that, that's gone yeah. now. Yeah, the history's gone. Also, like, they're, they try to crowd too much in because they've got his brothers in it a little bit and S- Sully is introduced in a weird way. Also, they have Chloe but no Elena. Like, they, 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 they clearly had no sense of who they really wanted to include and how they were going to include them. So they just kind of mashed them into the movie and said, I will build it around Drake. We'll just see how we can sort of squeeze these characters into the movie. And like, speaking to Sully, Mark Wahlberg seems so (laughs) unarsed in this that I I realized this towards the end, that actually he's so not bothered that most of his scenes are him sitting down. Sitting in a bar, he meets Nathan Drake. Sitting in a museum, that's what he's doing. Sitting on a plane. He's sitting on a helicopter at the end. He's sitting in a tank top, inexplicably, in his house, just just reaming <laughs> off. Top. Why was he in the tank top? <laughs> like, that to me was them kind of going, I think they accidentally, when researching the film, they looked, they saw one of the goons and thought, oh, this must be Sully. God, there's very little detail on this character. <laughs> but I guess this is what we go on. This is who, this is who Mark Wahlberg is playing. And he's nothing like Sully. He's just a prick. That's all. Like he's like he, he's not a nice guy in this. He's too like Sully is like a bit of a chancer, but he's a wisecracker. But at the same time, he has this fatherly instinct for for Drake, which crucially is developed because he meets him at a young age. So now that sort of father son bond is and lost. There it is. Because there it is. It's that's like insane decision making for the character. But Rob, I want to, so so as as a, as a fan, and you were always talking about. You said at the start of this podcast that the three pillars and the characters, the banter, you know, I mean, the adventures, and that. so so like for Sully's character development in this movie, because this is the first time you meet him. So compared to the games, 
what your introduction to Sully in this game and how and in the film and how he acts. What do you think of that compared to when you first meet him in in Uncharted Three and the thing he does straight away to endear the audience to him? So what what do you think of the difference there? What do you think of how to handle that? So now you're gonna have to remind me because I haven't played Uncharted Three in a while. But if I remember, he he protects Nate from 100%. Marlo. Uh, yes. even so Ma- doesn't know is- who this kid is even though this so Marlo is the baddie in U3 she's this she's this lady who hired Sully basically back in the day to like uh, rob something and like pull a heist but yep. he sees something in Nate like something you know something intangible a bit of promise maybe he saw a bit of his younger self it's a really nice moment and even though Nate tried to rob him and like he's trying to beat him to the point of stuff he still protects him from this bad guy even though he's just met him and it's a, it's a to your point, it's this character moment that reinforces who he is kind of at his core, who Sully is at his core. There's a really crucial thing because Marlowe goes, okay, kill him to our troops, kill him. And straight away, Sully is like, hey, no, 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 he's a kid. We don't kill him. I'm not killing the kid. Like, stop it. And even though Sully is working with these guys and he's going out with Marlowe, he actually like runs over and punches one of them over, knocks him over and starts like shooting at them to save Nathan Drake because he's like it's not because it's Nathan Drake because he's like no matter what Sully's not going to kill a kid and he's not going to stand by and watch a kid be killed so this instantly tells us about his character and endears you know it's a flashback and whatever and we already know him at this point because of two games but it just goes to show I understand that character now because of that simple action that simple decision I understand that character completely and why he's endearing and why people like him so that why some people might think he has a shady past, but you can see there's lines he's not willing to cross. What did Mark Wahlberg do throughout this movie to in any way show any of his character, except for at the end when Nathan Drake is hanging off a thing and there's a bag of gold and he either has to go get the bag of gold or help up Nathan Drake? <laughs> well, for just a quick side note, he could have got the gold and Nate. Fucking yeah, it's, it's, there's no reason he possibly couldn't. He's like struggling to he's like struggling to catch it, and then when Nate appears, then he just goes, "Oh yeah," just grabs it and throws it, just insane stuff. But here's how they they characterize Sully in this uh, movie. There's a bit where Nate goes, "What did you? What happened to my brother?" Oh well, he got shot, and I had to get out of there. So fuck that guy. I left. It's like hundred percent. It's <laughs> that's and I my jaw hit the floor. Is like this is what you've done with Sully. You've actually made him a horrible person. Like, like yeah, he yes, just abandoned it's... someone. Like, this whole no honor among thieves kind of thing. But Sully is not... He's The reason him and Nate go the distance is because they have this... There's this... If you'll forgive the pun, there's this innate, like, connection. Like, you can't put a... That was a very good pun. That was... Sorry, that was a were... very good pun. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was actually... I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that one. <laughs> Well done, but, Jesus! But they're like they're they're so inextricably linked because of their bond. So then, like, why would not only does that like completely destroy the character of Sully in the movie, but then why would Nate ever trust him if he did that to his own brother? Like, by comparison, like it's a, it's actually it's actually a very sim, it's actually a very straightforward like for like. It's like in the games he saves a young Nate against the baddies. In the movies, in the history of the movies. He abandons Nate's brother in a fight with a bad guy. He just he just bails. So there you go. Yeah, also, they've very little chemistry. Like they're really trying to make it work. And like I noticed, Mark Wahlberg, they, even because Sully is an older character in the game, for some reason, Mark Wahlberg is playing like this six-year-old or sixty-five-year-old who doesn't understand basic technology, even though 
the character like he himself is clearly like a what a it's, an actor in it's his Mark 50s. Wahlberg it's Mark it's Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Like, why would you've he got too many apps you've to... got too many apps open on your phone come on is that's not a joke that's silly <laughs> that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> that's not a joke I believe you mean that's sully <laughs> yeah well I was unsullied with the yeah more the like, yeah more like they sullied yeah. his good name yeah hundred um, percent so Couple, a couple other character call-outs. Antonio Banderas, as I'm going to call him. Antonio, bad guy, yes. His entire character, he growls, and then he dies. That's that character. That's his whole Why? Thing. Why? So, so, like, the, the only reason <laughs> he... The, I, I was trying to fathom this. I was trying to... Again, another moment that me... and I went to see with Darren, and Darren, the two of us just went, ha, ah! when it happened, because it was so silly how he dies. Yeah. The, the only reason Antonio Banderas is in this film is because they try to prop up their actual main villain, who they know is a terrible villain. So they have to do something to make that villain seem intimidating. And let's just bring Antonio Banderas. People know Antonio Banderas, right? Let's have him in mm-hmm. two, maybe three scenes, and then let's just kill him. There you go. That's just so that people might take our main villain seriously then. Yeah. And the other characters are so underdeveloped, they're barely worth mentioning. Like the the twist, the real big baddie, barely developed. Like I I never feel any like she anytime she's in the movie, it's just her looking into the distance at the characters. She doesn't even say anything. Nothing of substance happens really, with the exception of when she kills uh, Antonio Banderas's character. I look, I don't even know the names of these characters, by the way. Braddock. So Braddock is her name. I looked it up on IMDb before I came on the podcast. Braddock. Because obviously not even ringing, like, not even ringing any bells. So obviously they were trying to make her the like the Nadine of Uncharted Four, where she's like in charge of a mercenary group and all that. But obviously they were too stupid or silly to make any character of substance. So they just went, I don't know, what do we got here? Just make her a mercenary. Yeah, sure, that's it. That that's all she's got. There's no there's no motivation for her actions. There's no reasoning why she actually does anything she's not interested in like treasure hunting or artifacts or no anything like that at all no, none of that none of that's important also chloe is just if you were a fan of chloe from the games what is this <laughs> rendition of her <laughs> well again it's just like a silhouette of what is supposed to be a character as is often the case in these oh my god like speaking of her and speaking of action like if we think about like to the action set pieces here. Oh, please say, like, please say what I think. What I hope you're going to say, because I'm, I have one well, in the barrel, ready to fire out about Chloe and <laughs> an action scene. Well, in general, they lack tactile. They lack, they lack the tactile kind of bruising. Nate just survives intensity. Like that's what they're famous for. There's bits where like, <laughs> hey Jesus Christ, there's a, a the train crashes and a tiny of a cliff, and he's literally hanging on the last carriage by a by a finger on the the bar at the bottom of the. Like that's how close he is to death sometimes. <laughs> One of what they claim is an action sequences in this is where they meet Chloe. She yes, steals. Yes, say it, she say steals. It. Uh, steals a. Uh, she steals a fucking cross off them, and then they kind of galumph through a fountain for some insane reason. If, like suddenly they're just running through a fountain. He catches her, and then she goes, "Ah, okay, I'll join you." That's that's the action. I sequence. was about to say that. Run, that the first action, big action sequence in the film is Chloe run. Walks up to them. She steals it. She just walks away. He runs after her and he catches her. <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole action scene. He runs after her and he catches her. He just runs her and he gets her. She just last minute sneak off. He just catches her. Like, oh, no. okay. I'll stand for yeah. your car. 
okay, also, okay. also <laughs> even just the, even just even just how it happens, like the whole point is she somehow pickpocketed him. I was even just thinking, just in terms of the geography of where they were standing, how the fuck did that happen? He had a big backpack. Where? What? Like, there's some, like, I know these thieves and their sleight of hand and whatever. That was way too easy. Oh, she missed the fantastic there. Her, or, or, you know, uh, the, 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 the Incredibles. You know, Miss Incredible, her her hands just like stretched, like Stretch Armstrong, opened, yeah, exactly. zipped open the bag from the other side, and then took it out. Oh, it's, it's... The bit where they're running through the, the bit where they're running through the fountain, and they're just like, it's the most inelegant sort of random, just completely lacking purpose part of the. The chase has no energy, no stakes, no threat. They're just literally running. At one point, they're literally having a game of chase around a roof, and you you've no sense of progress of where they're going. They're just like running around. <laughs> But they're so close to each other as well. Like, he's literally just behind yeah. her. It's like, this is... There's no thrill in this. There's no... There's no tension. They clearly... They keep doing these little moves. They're like, ooh, a bit of parkour. And you're, they're almost just kind of imply, get ready, because it's about to get feckin' mental. Like, it's about to... He's about to go on this crazy chase. Any second now. Any second. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. He got her. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a post predator scene. Maybe they'll pick it up where they left off. No, no. That doesn't happen. That, that summarized the... Also... Even the, the scene before that, the museum scene. The museum scene is boring. And it's easy. And, like, like, like there's nothing fun about it. <laughs> like, there's just nothing happens. It's just them, this whole... It's crazy. Ten minutes of the movie is, like, is dedicated to this montage of Tom Holland as Nate. He's, like, doing research and he's figuring out how to, to, to cut the power of this museum. And he's all there. He's putting a map on his window and the blueprints are up. And you're, wow, wow look at all the research he's doing. It's going to be this amazing heist. Doesn't... Do anything. Doesn't do any of it. Just uh, completely abandons the plan. Just he, he just jumps onto a onto a weird light fixture, and then <laughs> the whole time it turns out <laughs> Mark Mark Wahlberg can just change his jacket, and he can just walk out of a museum with a priceless artifact, and nobody will ask him any questions in front, <laughs> in front of, of everybody. everybody. If he didn't need the power to, to go, he could have just put a bomb in the corner. That could have exploded. And then he could have just walked up like he did and taken it. You know what's even better? <laughs> they do this big plan. He could he could have just shot a gun and everybody would have ran away. And he could have put the gun yeah. away and changed his jacket, okay? That's how that's how inelegant. But like, I got a perfect way to describe a beautiful comparison that, again, watching The Last Crusade allowed me. So... That the kind of scene that matches that in the Last Crusade is when they they first go to the I, I think it's a, a, a library. Oh, in, in Venice. In Venice, there you go, and in the library and looking around, and there's an X that marks a spot. They do a cool, clever thing of they're pinpointing where the location is, and it looks down. There's an X, and Indiana obviously has to like smash the, the floor, but he's in it's a so, library. It's so clever. It's, it's so, so clever. So there's like a little old man, and he's like stamping with a rubber stamp, stamping books. And every time he goes to stamp it, Indiana Jones hits the fl- the ground and cracks it a little bit more with a pillar, and it makes a really like, reverberation noise. And the old guy, every time he does it, it stamps down. And he thinks he looks at the little rubber thing, and it's a clever <laughs> yeah. little fun moment. Compare that to Uncharted when Nate texts Sully, asking him what he needs, and says, "I need uh, box cutters and a cat." And then it's just that joke from Guardians of the Galaxy when he's like, well, what did you want the cat for? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I just thought you could do with a cat. That's that's yeah. the whole that's the whole point of the scene. It's just it doesn't yeah. do anything or go anywhere. That's the whole point of the scene. The the movie the movie spends two hours in various sort of degrees implying that something exciting is about to happen. And then it pulls the rug from under you and it doesn't do that at all. 
there's like yeah. there's this bit where he hops into a car he's like oh why are you chewing gum oh I like chewing gum and then he spends the next 20 minutes so obviously like <laughs> chomping on gum and he's just chomping chomping on gum and I'm like god what? I'm like fucking hell that's very visceral chomping on gum and I was like well there's obviously obviously he's gonna have to use this in a inverted quotes here he's gonna use the gum in a clever way super clever what do I do with the gum and then there's like this door and there's this door with a lock on it and he has to get into this door where the power is so he jumps over this he leaps over this this barrier and he runs up and he quickly quickly sticks the the gum into the lock of the door so the, so the door doesn't close then he waits five seconds and he just walks through the door anyway he could have just held the door he just he could have just walked in he could have just walked in that hole they wrote this down I thought the whole build up of this gum put it in he mentions in the card so he's like oh look at this gum and then he's like actively chew they honestly felt like they'd built up to this really clever smart character moment At versus to your point something like Indiana Jones where like it's just it's also clever but also really funny like it pays off like again that's supposed to be an action sequence where he's just swinging around on a lamppost and also this he has this confrontation with this Scottish guy who says this weird line this, oh, this sort of this yeah. line in a heavy Scottish accent and they they obviously were so proud with that moment that he says it twice <laughs> in, like he goes he says it twice in the movie he just goes ah, you know, you're gonna have to play with the big boys and then he, he makes a remark and then they obviously were taught that was so funny when they were filming. It's like, oh my god, say that again. That's class. So he says it again. But like, is that's, this Austin that's Powers how lazy. tree? Is this like, is that what we're doing here? Are we doing Austin Powers tree? I mean, I feel like that humor has gotten gotten on about twenty years now at this point. Well, I was gonna, I was like, I'm like, so basically, they're the first half of the movie, or more than the first half, is like. Uh, they like do the the character building shite. He does this in the orphanage. There's the the museum scene, which is not an action scene. Then they do the chase, which is not an action chase. It's so boring. Then he gets drunk again. He drinks a lot of wine again. A weird character decision. I don't know why that's a thing. Why is he getting yeah, drunk all yeah, the time? Out out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It makes no nothing to inform that that's a thing that he does. Then there's but like obviously the movie does start with the they recreated the crate scene or the recreated scene as I'm calling it. Nice. And um, which is they use that at, at, right at the top, which is lifted. It's beat for beat almost exactly like the Uncharted 3 thing first off it doesn't count because it's a direct ripoff so you can't but they were obviously so happy with it that they used it twice so the one time they feel like they have a handle on the action for the movie they just they put it in twice into the movie so again just reinforcing how and people would argue oh no but it's from a different perspective no no, it's not really because they clearly just reuse some of the same footage of the, the thing but it's also just clearly a green screen that's too floaty and too like it like um, there's Again, a large thing with this movie, I never feel like he's actually at risk of dying. Whereas in the movies, like he or the games, he just scrapes by, he just grabs onto a thing, and it's really intense. And oh Jesus, how did he get out of that? Or something falls on him. Whereas this, he's just so easily getting out of situations. I never feel there's any threat to him. And again, I felt I I felt like they were trying to don't like not dumb him down, but like make him too safe. Like in the games, he's like shooting at guys and punching guys off the thing. Whereas this one, he's like. He doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't like. There's no. only four other bad guys in the film or whatever, like like henchmen, you know. And like even that scene, he's not doing anything to anybody. He's just they're no. just falling off of their own volition and stuff. It's kind of silly. And he's kind of like, yeah. "Oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry guys. Sorry guys." And it's like, what is like? It's not. It's not serious enough to be the movie it's trying to be in the first half, and then it's not kind of goofy and video gamey enough to be the film it's trying to be in the second half. So when the kind of crazy kind of big set pieces do happen they're completely out of nowhere and seem out of place there was like a scene at the end with two helicopters 
carrying two ships, mm. or like hundreds of years old ships, smashing them against each other, and it's just so silly. But that's completely offset by the rest of the film being so banal. Like, like the most action-packed has been, like I said, a, a, you know, a, a guy he chases after Chloe in a rooftop, or there's you know a, fi- <laughs> a fight scene in a freaking Papa John's pizza house. Remember, remember that from the games, yeah. Oh, remember all those I Papa John's fight scenes. Couldn't, couldn't believe that. Like that whole Sully side quest, he just he's just trying to break a piece of glass, and he can't even do it in a Papa John's. That's what it is. They're like, okay, this bit of the scene, Sully's at a Papa John's trying to break some glass. Like, there's nothing inventive there. Give him something interesting to do. Think think of anything and, and interesting like, to do. And it's funny you should say about the com- the combat. Like, you know, not that you want to see him killing lots of people, but there's even a bit where they make this big statement towards the end where he puts on his gun holsters, doesn't shoot anybody. Yeah, <laughs> the music kicks in and. Finally, they barely use the music. I, I, I love that they act like, oh, there's no restraint in the film whatsoever because it just flip-flops all over the place. But no, we'll be restrained when it comes to the iconic music from the games. That's what we'll hold out on. So, so, then, it's, so then it's just this uninspired, generic action event. Like, I honestly can't even remember a single note from that thing. Oh, no. my God. And also, like, the speed of the sorry. finale, which is actually an interesting concept. Like, fi- like, at least it was the one original thought that they had was, like, this kind of... It's like a pirate battle, but the 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 ships are in the sky. I was I was like, but it didn't feel like an Uncharted game. It still felt very CGI. Like I I thought it was like I was calling it uh, fast and the floatiest. That's what I was. That's what ah, I was calling that, that segment that's of nice. the. I'll give, I'll give you that one. There's a bit where you like literally. There's a bit where Sully goes, "Oh, these ships are also prices by themselves." And your one says the exact same line, and she goes, "Don't damage the ships." Ten seconds later, proceeds to smash the ships into each other yeah, to try yeah, and get the yeah, other. Like, yeah, yeah. This is just the one I because I was thinking about this the whole way through, and I was thinking about it in the film. And I don't mean to always reference Bumblebee, but it's such an easy one to reference for this type of storytelling. So if you if you if you mm. kind of show up something and you set something up you expect it to pay off so early on you see tom holland kind of like working out and getting abs and kind of practicing climbing so in your head yeah. it's an uncharted yes. game you're instinctively going excellent we're going to see some climbing later and what is the one thing that doesn't happen in the film at all is climbing he does it for like he, he climbs on a cannon and gets up like you 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 set that up earlier on in everything and it's an uncharted film like just pay it off why not just pay it off like even the writing doesn't know what film it wants to be it doesn't know if it's trying to be grounded in reality or if it's trying to be absolutely crazy and the problem is it's it's so inconsistent because of that it's just it doesn't know where it fits doesn't know if it wants to be traditional like an indiana jones story which is all it needed to be and then it doesn't know if it wants to try something different and have character nuance which it also just completely fails at as well. It, it just it was a really frustrating watch from both a film fan and a video game fan. And like I could I was laughing the whole way through because I was just thinking of you and I was like, <laughs> oh yes. At least after the Transformers films, I got Bumblebee. At least I got a little bit of relief. I got that little valve was turned. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But you just got this. <laughs> that's a great analogy. Just the steam that I took. <laughs> Bleeding the radiators. Ross is like, a, somebody get the key. <laughs> Ross is absolutely he's pent up over here. Because like as well, it's like 
there's so many amazing and like this wouldn't be difficult to do like they, they they've tried to recreate the plane sequence like there's so many moments in the uncharted movies where there's these impressive reveals like where like you've discovered something or he starts climbing something and the camera pans back and you realize yeah, oh, he's and climbing yeah. this massive blade and you're really seeing him like just there's just a handhold here and he's just making his way up this structure and it suddenly and it looks really impressive and there's a sense of scale and then to your point the only bit he does is he hops onto a cannon and then hops onto a boat and that's like we see more of him actually working out than we see of him climbing in Rob movie. Rob like, at at the 58 minutes the the irony okay of the word so the word that you're looking for it, that this is amazing that this has worked out like this because what you're trying to describe the way the games do it the word is called cinematic and the irony <laughs> That the movie has nothing cinematic about it. It's 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 unfathomable the decisions they made to get to what they made in that film. It's they took a film a video game that is known for being cinematic and they took out all the cinematic parts. That is my final. That's my final verdict on it. Hundred percent. The re- the whole reason that they wanted to make it into a movie was because from the get go they're like playing a movie they're cinematic that's the whole reason they want to adapt them and you have this wealth of source material you don't have to use all of it you don't have to try and cram all the storylines and kind of double crossing everything all at once you can you can start simple focus on just a solid story with a couple of the key characters and and build it up if because clearly they wanted to make a franchise but they just said well they threw that idea out the window so like here are some like other just generic observations that i made as the film was going on for uh, we kind of touched this already what the fuck is the deal with the cat and the chewing gum gags like, even at the end, <laughs> he produces the chewing gum. I'm like, get out of here with the fucking chewing gum. I don't care about that. That's not, it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's nothing, it's, it's, and also, the cat, they do the cat, because clearly the whole reason they want to do a cat is because they thought, it wouldn't be funny at the end if Sully shows up, and he's got a cat in his backpack when, they're, when he's saving the day, he's saving Nate from like a, like a sleazy bar. But why though? Like, who, who wrote that and thought, that makes sense? Like, why is, why is but- that a thing? But that's the committee bit. That's the people like cats. You got to get a cat yeah. in this movie. But yeah, just put one in. Yeah, just because it's easy. Just do it. Also, Antonio Banderas kills his dad in broad daylight in front of one of the most popular tourist destinations in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, like, that's because he's just completely unimportant. So obviously everyone's like, he doesn't matter anyway. Don't worry. I'm sure he'll be killed in about 10 minutes for no reason as well. I mean, even why bother have that little side plot in with his dad? What? What purpose in any way did that serve? Like, what, hmm. what, what, why? why? <laughs> Wild. Also, there's a bit where uh, they go into an ancient crypt and he goes, wow, nobody's been in here for 500 years. And then they go around the corner and there's just like this f- fluorescent lamp from like the 1980s just in the crypt. Just obviously somebody's <laughs> been in there. Also, also the, the, the crypt that hasn't been un- uncovered for 500 years, there's a sewer a nightclub. Just leading direct, and a nightclub, and a bar. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't that, understand. Why say these things if you're immediately going to undercut your own your own built lead up to it? Hey, it doesn't make what are sense. these? What are these lights here? That like the only way it could be. What are these lights? And then all of a sudden the camera pans off and it's a nightclub. It's like I feel like you would have yeah. known. I mean, I feel like somebody would have just looked looked in there. Like, and that's also that nightclub was behind the wall where they got the keys, making the keys irrelevant because the nightclub they could have just gone into the nightclub. <laughs> Yeah, and the goons just inexplicably show up there. 
they're just oh, like it's... they're just there in the nightclub. Also, like that kind of leads into like the puzzling a little bit. I know we're, we're like we're we're really getting through a lot of in, the, in granular detail here, so people are probably finding this very tedious. But this is this is what you bargained for when you're listening to this, and I like. I'm very passionate about these games. But the, the puzzling is just so basic. Like, there's a bit where... Oh. You know, we think of Indiana Jones, going back to the library. I actually thought about this when they're in the... By comparison, when they're in Uncharted, they're in the church. And, like, they just find this tile on the ground. <laughs> turn it one way. Nah, turn it the other way. <laughs> that's, the, that's the puzzle. It's just crazy. Like, there's a bit... They find a tile... Even before they go down there, they find a tile on the ground. And, like, in Indiana Jones, it's funny because you told... Like, it's... There's... It's like a... Crusades cross, but it also looks like X marks the spot. It's really clever. After Indiana, jo- I, he just had said at, at a lecture, an X never marks the spot. Never marks so the a spot. Yeah. It's a oh. really clever, really fun. And then or this, there's a bit where like you can't actually even make it out as a like as an audience member. But Tom Holland just kind of goes, "Oh, you can see that this thing means the church." And then there's the squiggly line, which that means. He just kind of waves his hand. That means we go down that door. <laughs> even make any sense how did he get that from the from the from the carvings on the rock it, it's just like how did that and again happen? it's bec- because they want him to be the nathan drake that we know of who's the adventurer but this guy has literally just come from a bar in new york where he was serving cocktails <laughs> and now he's just doing this there's no there's no true line there's no reasoning why there's there, he just can that's and that's why i'm like what you don't know what you want here you you want it all and you want none of it at the same time it's such a it's such a strange like uh contradiction what they're doing like yeah and even like your your point about the clockwise thing they go they they let it go like there's there's no effort in the puzzling really but then they they feel like they have a they've taught us up when they go should we turn it clockwise or anti-clockwise why is that a thing like why would you like that what was what was there to inform that that's a conversation that you're going to have right before you but also who would that who would that stop who like who who, how, who would install that mechanism? Well, I mean, if they put it this way, they are fucked. <laughs> and this way, yeah, uh, they'll get into a nightclub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a, like an old-fashioned ID system. Or he spends the entire movie insisting on using his lighter in scenarios, but then when he's finally trying to figure out the secret of the postcards, he never thinks to use the, the lighter. You, the, like oh, it's. Right. And it was blatantly <laughs> obvious. It was blatantly obvious from the start. Like, he just, even uses, yeah, he uses it at the start. <laughs> oh Christ! How did he even? How like? How did Sam? So Sam is burdened when he's sending postcards. How did he even know where Nathan was? He, I thought he was living in New York. How did he know to send them to New York? How did he? I just like anyway. It's because again, it tries <laughs> to do a piece insane. from one of the, the games, but it doesn't work in what they've made him do here. Why is he working in a bar? He's 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 earning money. He's got a well-paid job. Where is the? Why would he want to be a treasure hunter in this scenario? There's no. It's not making sense here, guys. It ain't, none of it's, none of it's just, making sense here, guys. <laughs> it's insane. And also, oh my god! It, 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 the whole bar thing is just so later on he can randomly walk behind another bar and start making yes! a drink. I'm like, what so is this? <laughs> Which doesn't even matter because he's like, he's oh, something smashes like, over the guy's head anyway. Yeah, I'll, just I'll blend in just like a. I'll blend in like a bartender, and then your one goes, "I'll have a drink," and then she's immediately just shoved out of the way because it doesn't <laughs> work as a disguise. But uh, anyways, anyways, look, we're fifty six minutes in, Rob. I, I guess you 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 fully know people of what we t- what we saw of the Uncharted movie. I know it sounds like we're being super cynical, but I'm playing the fourth game at the same time, and like the the CGI in the film is worse than the graphics in the fourth game. Like the fourth game I is that as well. It's, 
perfection. It's like I just that that chase I, play, I played last night is just one of the greatest gaming experiences I have ever I've ever played. Yeah. Like. So to see it's 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 just it's flawless. I actually saw something very disheartening. This will this will this will upset you. So I there's a <laughs> when I was looking at the news about the oh yeah they're probably going to do a sequel. The guy Ruben Flesher, the director said yeah I'd be keen on doing the sequel and I really want to recreate that chase from from Uncharted Four. So like again, he only wants to carbon copy things or. And then when they do want to come up with an original idea, it's just a ch- it's just a foot chase through a fountain. They can they can't why can't they? What's going on? Like what are they trying to do here? But that's like me. That's like me bringing out a new film, right? I'm looking at Infinity War and saying, well, I loved that Infinity War did that at the very end of twenty films, but I want to do it in my first film as the first scene. Yeah. All right, and you're just gonna shut up and like it. it you you can, you have to build up to these things. You can't just do them off the freaking bat, like. <laughs> it's just it's it's silly it's silly stuff it's silly 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 stuff and Mark Wahlberg is the worst actor alive as we've covered on numerous <laughs> occasions and this is proof I, I, I sent in Uncharted 4 you can uh, you can take pictures of the character models and like Sully at that stage is like 70 or something so I took a picture mm. of old Sully with the cigar in his mouth and I sent it to Rob when he came out of cinema and I was like I mean that's pure Mark Wahlberg right there like <laughs> yeah exactly He's in better shape than it's, Tom Holland, like. It's just... Yeah, exactly. This guy's absolutely jacked. And he's too cool. He's, like, sitting in a bar in a tuxedo. Again, like, at no point is that ever Sully's kind of... Like, that, that. that's never his approach to things. He's sitting in a full, a full tuxedo in a bar in New in York. In a bar! Where, where, he, where Nathan Drake is making cocktails. I'm like, what is this? Did they, they mix up the films? Yeah, they're like... Oh, they're like... Hey, lads, we're making it's we're making Oceans fourteen, are we? No, fuck it, no. This is we're making Uncharted. I'm like, oh fuck, no, well, we're too late lads. now. No, no, no. We've got the tuxedos rented, and we've got a museum heist and everything. Like this is yeah. we have to we have to commit well, look, to these. At least we got the core of Nathan Drake's character. Works in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's an alcoholic. Oh, good times, oh, right, God. folks. That was our entire episode and we talked about Uncharted the movie. We will be discussing the games at some point. Maybe when I beat the fourth game, we'll uh, do a little yeah. bit of a, a retrospective of them all because obviously I want to hear more of what Rob thinks of them because he played them a lot longer than I, before I did and he knows probably... Well, I've played them multiple times. So, yeah, but I think it's, look, it's just a case of the reason we're shitting on this movie so much is because I like I adore the games so much. So like it's I'm a, I'm entitled to think this is a piece of shit because it is, especially <laughs> in comparison to the games. Like you said up top, and it's funny because you said up top, and we'll do this in a d- deeper discussion about the game someday. But you said like Uncharted Four is one of the most like you were even saying, I I'm glad I've only played it now because it will have it, it would have set the bar and I would you would never have enjoyed any other games after that because it because of the quality of it but it's funny because you were playing the first three and you couldn't get over how good they were and I kept saying to you you are not prepared for the the leap up in what Uncharted 4 delivers which is hard to fathom given how polished the third one is in terms oh, of like the t- just the fun <sighs> and the spectacle and the story the fact that it jumps up another significant notch is just a credit to like how they're how like the game sort of if the, the game makers are like trying to always like challenge themselves and like go to the next level and then, oh my god i cannot believe the lack of effort they put into this thing i can't get over it 
I can't get over The it. way to think about it is that the film of Uncharted has zero pacing. The Uncharted 4 is the, the, the most perfect pacing of a game I've ever played. It, it parses out action to you and exploration and character development in such in such perfect morsels. It balances everything is balanced perfectly, as all things should be, as Thanos would say. But it is so yeah. it knows every little thing it does to you. It's all it's all um, necessary. It's all purposeful. It's it is a phenomenal game. And I'm not even I'm not even I haven't even bet the game yet. So there you go. Hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's I yeah I think that's look we've exhausted it and I think yeah. we've made our case pretty clear. Like I you think, can defend, I, you can you can you can say the movie's all right. I won't believe you. <laughs> that's yeah, just, uh, yeah, that's just wrong. where I'm living. That's send us send us mail and we'll we'll rip it to shreds. And we literally will on the podcast. Uh, yeah, even if you email it in, we'll print it out and then we'll rip it up. Just just close to the mic. Spectacle. More of an action sequence than any of the feckin' Uncharted movie stuff. Look, you, I'll just run after you. I'll just run after you as you have it in your hand. And I'll just catch you. Let me, fill, let me fill the bath. We can run through a bit of water and just make it exciting. Splish, splash. Uncharted, <laughs> Uncharted the movie. Splish, splash. The movie. Splash. Classic. Oh. I want to go watch the movie Splash instead of this. But folks, that's it. That's that's our that's our episode for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Even if it, you've loved the film and you're just like sitting in the corner, rocking back and forth, asking us to stop. But we do hope you've enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and look, we will be back soon with an episode where we don't just talk about one film, presumably, unless it's a really good yeah, film exactly. like Sonic Two or something. something that's actually out. something that something that's actually interesting for people to listen to. <laughs> Well, look, if you if you like the film, if you're a fan of the games, I assume you like it. If you hated the movie, which you presumably did, I assume you like this too. So don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry yeah. about it, gang. But yeah. There'll be other things. You, usually, usually we do a whole spiel where you can find us, but we're already as far in. We've, all we've done is talk about, it, about one movie. So look, we're on all the podcast places. <laughs> that's, that's, we're, we're on all that's the podcast it. places. And if you do feel like you're, you really want to... You, you really did really like the movie and you're you're irked by our our we don't do reviews here for the record this is just our thoughts we didn't do a review <laughs> this is not a review uh, just justify your decision <laughs> explain it on paper yeah. send it to us and explain yourself because i will ne- <laughs> i need to understand how you could justify liking this yeah do, do you know in college is like using evidence <laughs> justify your opinion <laughs> using evidence that's the key i word. need i i need academic articles and yeah. I, need the I need sources. I need references. I need citations. I need, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. has to be properly worded. Harvard or Chicago style is acceptable. Both acceptable. Yeah. We we did meet in, in a university, guys. We worked together, so we'd like to highlight that. Uh, but look, yeah. folks. And in an absolute <laughs> fluffy job. That's the fluffiest job ever. That absolutely yeah. doing feck all. No, <laughs> it was I'm, great. I'm, I'm telling you. Well, look, guys, all that is left to say is that I have been Ross. Uh, and I have been Rob and this has been Uncharted Charted we did it we got there and never again shall we mention like, that I, movie yeah, I never want to speak about that film again as long as I live and then Indiana Jones was on of all films I'm like what are you doing to me <laughs> oh, take care of yourselves X never marks the spot right. Yeah, the Scouts, they